0: The Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona sports, Ain't No Fang.
1: The Arizona Diamondbacks should consider reuniting with two of their former relief pitchers. I mean, what else do they have to lose? It's the Ain't No Fang podcast. I'm Steve Zinsmeister with Cody Fincher as well. And we've been contemplating if this bullpen is going to be as disastrous as it appears. Why not reunite with Archie Bradley... And Andrew Chafin. Now, they're two very different arguments, Bear. Archie Bradley has not been good since he left Arizona. I would argue that he wasn't the best reliever in their bullpen when he was around anyway. Um, But he was kind of the heartbeat of the team, right? And one of your team leaders. And I think that energy from Archie Bradley would be totally worth having in this clubhouse with this young team right now. Andrew Chafin's argument is more statistical. He's still one of the best left-handed relievers in the game right now. I don't know why that guy's not on a team. It must be because he's asking for boatloads of money because there have been some pitchers, some lefties who have gotten like $7 million a year. And I'm guessing he's asking for a lot. But it's February, so that price is probably going to have to come down at some point. Maybe they're just
0: intimidated by the mustache of Andrew Chafin. Like, that guy's got serious stash powers. Man. He is good. I mean, last year in Detroit, I'm just looking at his number. I just pulled him up right now. 64 games, 57 and a third innings. A two eight three ERA, a one point one six WHIP. It's really good. The guy was good, and before that in Oakland in twenty twenty one, I believe he was must have been injured because uh, he only pitched in twenty eight games. But he had a one five three ERA
1: in twenty twenty one in twenty nine innings. When he plays, he's very effective, and if you're the Diamondbacks not only is it good to just have any good relief pitchers, because I I don't know that they have even one really good reliever right now. I know Joe mantiply made the all-star team, but that was kind of because somebody had to. Ink, I hate
0: that rule, by the way. Someone uh, ha- from, from every team has to be a representative. If you don't have any all-stars, you don't have any all-stars. Sorry. I like anyway. it,
1: but I what I don't like is when, when last year happens, like it did to the Diamondbacks, where... They just kind of picked a random relief pitcher. Now, don't right. get me wrong, Mantiply had a good Instead first of half the last year. Star, of the I would have rather like seen Zach the best player yeah. go, like Zach Gallen, even if that means he doesn't play in the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's happened to the Diamondbacks before.
0: I think Patrick Corbin was an All Star one year. It was either Robbie Ray or Patrick Corbin,
1: and they didn't pitch in the game. Like, I'm sorry, Joe Mantepli is not even a top ten player on this team. Yeah. Probably. I don't well believe. not anymore I don't believe. <laughs> but I,
0: I going back to Andrew Chaffin it's funny that we're wanting like Andrew Chaffin to come back because me personally all I can remember is how mad I used to get at Andrew Chaffin because when he would come in he would always walk the guy that he was he was brought into
1: face do you have his Arizona numbers
0: I do have his Arizona numbers uh, he pitched he pitched for the Diamondbacks for seven years yeah isn't that crazy I didn't even realize that. Wow. In 337 games, 27, uh, two sorry, 271 and two-thirds innings pitched, yeah. he had a 368 ERA it's with a mad. 1.31 whip. That's pretty in good. In seven years. That's pretty good. But And he's a lefty. Also, the reason I used to get mad at him so much, and the rules have changed since then, he would be brought in very frequently to face the left-handed hitter. He would walk the guy or give up a base hit, and they get taken out because that was used to be the rule. Now you have to face three batters when you come in, so right. it's a little bit different. Anyway, but I think he's just gotten better, honestly. And he's not like he's not super old; he's only thirty-two years old. Uh, not that that's ever precluded the Diamondbacks no, from signing a reliever. He's, he's <laughs> actually getting closer to their demographic. Right. He turns thirty-three in June, so hey, Dbacks. He's available. And, and and going back to Archie, um, yeah, you're right. Andrew Chafin would be more of a, like, let's actually build our bullpen. That's like, a guy I'd give a, $7 million with to. With a good pitcher. And not saying Archie Bradley isn't a good pitcher, but, I mean, Archie Bradley did not have a good year last year with the Angels. Um, he hasn't really been that good since he's been traded away. Uh, last year with the Angels, Archie Bradley had a 4.82 ERA. In um, 21 games before getting injured, he only pitched 18 and two thirds innings last year with a 1.28 whip.
1: See, for me, it's not about the production. No, that, you're not bringing Archie, him in to be a good reliever. Archie would
0: be coming back to he would he would fill a bullpen spot for sure, like a Kevin Ginkle roster spot could go to an Archie Bradley. Honestly, I think Kevin Ginkle might be one of their best pitchers in their bullpen this right, maybe year. That's a bad example. So anyway, but yeah, you're right. Um, Archie would be coming back. To see if you can, one, catch lightning in a bottle with him. Maybe he's maybe he gets reinvigorated coming back to the team that he started with. And a team that he liked being, honestly. I think he loved Arizona. He loved the community, the fans, all that. And then, obviously, Archie Bradley means a lot to the Diamondbacks fan base. Which is weird to say for a relief pitcher. Like, yeah... There have been relief pitchers that have been, oh my god, like Mariano Rivera with the Yankees, obviously he's one of the best of all time. Trevor Hoffman with the Padres, one of the best of all time. Archie means a little bit something different. Like he's he's not their best reliever ever that they've ever had, but he is responsible for one of the biggest moments in franchise history. It wasn't even on the mound, it was at the plate when he hit a triple in the wild card game in 2017. But, you know, the whole this is our house against the Dodgers you know, so tired of seeing Dodger fans taking over chase Field. I think the that beard. The, yeah. The that plays beard, a role. Yeah. The attitude, the swag, I think. And, and everyone still, I think if you brought back Archie Bradley, nobody, nobody's going to say that's a stupid move because let's think about it. He's pretty much struggled since he's been traded away. Are you, it's not like they're going to give him a five year contract. It'd be a one year prove it deal. And if he throws 40 innings, so be it. I mean, yeah. Who cares? Do it. Because honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've not been that impressed with what the Diamondbacks have done in uh, trying to build their bullpen uh, this offseason. I mean, they got Miguel Castro, who throws really hard, but he didn't have the best numbers with the Yankees he lets a lot of guys get on base. They signed this guy Scott McGuff who was a, like a um an up and coming prospect with the Marlins a few years ago but had to go to Japan and he kind of reinvented himself as a reliever and he's been pretty good in Japan but who knows how that's going to translate to the major leagues. So that's kind of an unproven guy. They wh- what else have they done? They, they Vargas they, trade. Yeah. Um, they've signed uh, Jerry's Familia to a minor league contract. He's signed a a lot of guys to minor league deals. So it's not for lack of trying. They have brought in a lot of people, but it's been mostly minor league guys, veteran guy, like Familia is 30, 30, mid thirties. He used to be one of the best closers in the league when he was at the Mets. So, but that was a while ago. So who knows he he had a like over 6 ERA last year between the Phillies and the Red Sox I believe. So that's kind of a and I'm cool with that move. It's a it's a low risk potential high reward move. Fine with that. But I thought this this offseason going into this offseason the number one priority was to build the bullpen. And I don't think they've done enough to do that. And like you're right seeing a guy Like Andrew Chafin, who was really, really good last year for the Tigers, still out there. He's still a free agent. Pitchers and catchers report in thirteen days for the Diamondbacks, February fifteenth. He's still a free agent.
1: Go get him. Go give him five to seven million dollars for this year. The other thing I don't know is what's the relationship between the organization and those two players. I don't, question. I don't remember, I or maybe we never really knew how things ended. Uh, obviously, both of these players got traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they traded at the same deadline? I think yes, they were. Yes, they were. Chafin to the Cubs. Tra- Chafin got traded to the Cubs.
0: Archie and to Archie Cincinnati? To the, yep, to Cincinnati for Josh Van Meter, I
1: think it was. I can't imagine Archie being mad at the organization, but you'd never know. Uh, I can't imagine Andrew Chafin being mad about that, but you never know. So... Well, would they even want to
0: come back that was a weird time in very weird time because it was 2020 pandemic Pan, they were it was a 60 whatever game 60, 60 game, game season. season they played 30 games and decided to blow the team up because they After
1: going and acquiring Starling Marte. Madison Bumgarner as well. And Bumgarner in the offseason. Cole Calhoun. And a month into the season, which is when the trade deadline was. Halfway through, because it was only 60 games. In it, all fairness, they had to make a decision, right. and they went for it. Uh, but that's when
0: they moved Robbie Ray, too. Robbie Ray. Yeah, it's true. So th- they basically decided weren't. And which we the, were
1: in favor of, by the
0: way. All the guys that they traded were guys on expiring contracts or due to be extended. And they decided they're not going to pay those. Except for Starling Marte. They would have had him for another year. But Robbie Ray, Andrew Chafin, Archie Bradley were all guys that they just didn't. They thought, let's just get something for them because they're
1: all going to be free agents. I think right now, Chafin makes you a better team. And Archie makes everyone else around him better. And also, you would have two. If Joe Mantiply
0: can be close to what he was last year. You have two really good lefties in your
1: bullpen, which is something that they haven't really had a lot in, re- in recent years. And you have so many young players on this team. Corbin Carroll we talk about, Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy. That's just the outfield. In the infield, you're still pretty young, too. And so you've got this new catcher, Gabriel Moreno. Uh, so who would you pick over Archie Bradley to teach these young guys what it means to be an Arizona Diamondback? And to work in this community, like you mentioned. Like, yeah. Other than... Paul Goldschmidt and Luis Gonzalez, I don't think that there's two people that have represented the Diamondbacks better than Archie Bradley. And again, it's weird to say that about a relief pitcher, especially one who wasn't like dominant or anything. He wasn't this great closer at any given time. But Archie Bradley just embodies what it means to be a diamondback and his energy is infectious. I think that's invaluable on a team like this. Yeah. So I think that could be a good idea. It, it, it almost it almost checks two boxes. With two guys, you know, Chafin, yeah.
0: Chafin would be the guy that comes in and is actually the the stable relief pitcher, putting up good numbers. Archie, maybe he can also do that. He could revive his career, but potentially he, he. You know what he will bring is the attitude. Yeah, that is, and you're right. He embodies what being an Arizona Diamondback is. He really
1: did that, especially if you had in 2016 of him. If you yeah. had 26 Archie Brad, like just the personality, sure. of him, obviously playing different positions. Mentalities. If you had 26 of him, holy cow.
0: I think they have a chance to have that because their team is so young. They're malleable.
1: Yeah. Is that the right word? Like they're, you could change them a little you bit. Can, you can, you can mold them. them.
0: Yeah. It's like being like a kindergarten teacher. You're molding the future.
1: The young The minds. youth. I like that. Um... A couple of top prospect lists out. MLB.com has done them. Uh, Keith Law just put out his list for The Athletic. Mm -hmm. So this is, I'm going to kind of generalize, because obviously these lists are slightly different. But of the top 100 prospects, pretty much the consensus is the Diamondbacks have a couple of them, especially near the top of the list. Corbin Carroll is, I believe, number one on Keith Law's list. He was top three on MLB.com's list. Uh, You've got Jordan Lawler at shortstop sitting in Double A right now. Uh, who's the other one I'm missing? Drew Jones, first mm-hmm. round pick yep. last year. Yep. He's a little ho- lower down. I think he's probably high A or maybe even low A at this point. Well, he got injured. Right. He got last injured year. right away. Like most of their prospects do. And then Brandon fought, who is a an up-and-coming pitcher. He's, I think he spent a little bit of time at A at the end of the year. So consensus is the Diamondbacks have a good uh, organization when it comes to young prospects. I was reading Keith. I think Keith Law put out the list today or yesterday of ranking the organizations, I think he had Arizona fourth, and it's yeah. because it's top heavy. Because it is you have a lot heavy. of really good players at the top, and then it kind of falls off after a lot five of, or a six. A lot of
0: guys are almost major league ready. So when those I I wonder how their farm system will rank once all those guys are in the majors, well, you know. Corbin
1: Carroll is already there. Right. So the True. number one guy on your list is already kind of a major leaguer.
0: MLB pipeline, Corbin is number two Um, I think Keith Law included Moreno too. He did his list. Four. He was number four, I think. Alvarez. I know that uh, Kylie McDaniel of ESPN, he's their kind of their minor league specialist draft guy. He had Corbin Carroll number one too in all of baseball. He's a hot and I think he might have been the one that had Moreno as four. If I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of lists coming out. I could barely even keep track of all of them. But on Pipeline, Lawler's number 11. Drew Jones is 15. I mean, it, yeah, they, they have they have quite a bit of guy. Brandon fought 59 in the top 100. So they've
1: also had um, MLB.com did lists of top 10 at each position. Yes, and surprise to my surprise, even the Arizona Diamondbacks show up on most of those lists. I don't remember if Moreno was on the list of catchers, but I do remember first base uh, Melendez, right? Yeah, Ivan Melendez. The Hispanic Titanic, baby. One of the
0: best nicknames. Let's in the go. Name. That guy has to make it. <laughs> like he, he has to make
1: it. Uh, Just the nickname alone. Lawler at short was obvious. They even had a third baseman. Uh, who was it? It was uh, David De Los San- Santos. Yeah, David Santos. Yeah, is that his last name? Yep. Okay, I can't remember his first name for the life of me. But honestly, didn't know much about him, and so he kind of snuck up on me on the on the list of top third base prospects. Outfield, they obviously had a couple. They had Corbin Carroll. They had Drew Jones. Um, and then obviously in recent years, they've promoted other guys like Alec Thomas and mm-hmm. uh, even Jake McCarthy. He never really got top prospect <laughs> rankings, but this is a good list. And they've even got some pitchers. Dre Jameson has made some lists. Brandon fought. We already mentioned. So this team is top. It's heavy. exciting,
0: man. It's an exciting time for the youth. I don't I can't remember. Maybe like even when you, you remember the baby backs.
1: What year would that be?
0: That would have been. Like I think 11? it was like 04. oh four. Oh, no, you talking way before that wasn't even really exciting because it was, you know, it was Randy Johnson, Luis Gonzalez and a bunch of young kids. Plus, like Craig Council, they traded
1: who they yeah, traded. Yeah, the star that year. players were well yeah, established. Yeah, they were, Kurt well, Schilling they were, was well established. Well, they were all
0: old or traded away. Right. But then they had all these young guys like Alex Sintrone, Shay Hillenbrand, Ugh. Chad Tracy, Robbie Hammock. All those guys were coming up. And I think those were the baby backs. Then in 2007, you had Chris Young, Connor Jackson, Mark Reynolds. Um, was Upton there? Yet? Upton debuted that year and was a part of their postseason roster. Yeah, and then obviously eleven. there. Montero, not not, not no yet. seven. Or you know what? Yeah, he was. He was behind Chris Snyder. Yeah, um, but yeah, they had all those young guys. But I I I still don't think any of those teams with all those young guys are exciting or are, are as exciting as the one that we're about to have because we do have so many young prospects coming up
1: and, and being at the top of all these lists. Well, you know the last time they had a prospect that was the number one prospect in baseball was Archie Bradley.
0: Was he the number one prospect in baseball? Uh, he was
1: the number one pitching prospect in okay. baseball for a time. Yeah. As a starter, of course. That yeah. never really worked out, but I'm I, that's I mean, the last time they had a huge prospect named Archie Bradley. I'm guessing
0: Upton was probably at the top of a lot of lists, too. Oh, yeah. He was a number one well, he's overall number one pick. pick yeah. And, you know. Archie was just,
1: I'm just saying, he's the sure. last yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. they had a big yeah.
0: one. Yeah. Upton, I think, would, would count as a well, big one. Well, I remember one. they, you know, more often than not, so many times the Diamondbacks' top, whatever their top prospect was, just never made it. <laughs> just they never, they never really worked out. Like, like Anthony Bonda was their top pitching prospect uh, for a while but he, he wasn't he, he a never well really worked out. prospect right but he was there he their, was good for them he was their top well prospect. it's like
1: and we're going to talk about him in a second but it's like jazz chisholm remember when he got yeah. traded for zach gallon it was like why are they trading their top prospects because he was their top prospect here but not necessarily well regarded around the country yeah so clearly that, the marlins got it right that's <laughs> why <laughs> they liked him and so did so did the diamondbacks for yeah, zach yeah. gallon they did okay but
0: that's why I think it's a little more exciting now because all these guys yeah they're their top prospects but they're also the top prospects in all of baseball right I mean I I keep forgetting about Drew Jones Like, I was so I was pretty upset I guess you could say when they traded Varsho I liked Moreno and Guriel, who they got back from Toronto but I didn't want to lose Varsho then I'm like oh yeah Drew Jones is going to be up in a few years there's another outfielder you know so I, I keep forgetting about Drew because they just drafted him all center
1: fielders too yeah like guys who can handle the hardest yeah. position in the outfield yep so I, things are looking really good for the Diamondbacks it's exciting by the way we mentioned Miguel Montero I don't have a press release or anything to back this up but I'm just going to read something off of Twitter I read this from Arizona Diamondbacks stats and info a Twitter account that you and I both follow frequently per Steve Gilbert at MLB.com. Although I hadn't seen him say this uh, former d catcher, Miguel Montero has rejoined the organization as a special assistant to player development department. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, assuming that this is accurate. I think that that's a, a player. The Diamondbacks have always been good at bringing back some of their most beloved players yeah. in some role, in some capacity. We've seen Luis Gonzalez be the assistant to Derek Hall for Uh, Many years. JJ Putz is in a similar role. Uh, Willie Bloomquist, before he went to ASU, was in something like that. I think Miguel Montero was always well liked in the Diamondbacks fan base. He left for Chicago. Is that right? He go to the Cubs. I think he was
0: on the Cubs. uh, I think did he was on the World Series roster in 2016, right?
1: And so I, I welcome him back. I think that that's cool. It's a player that. You know, he's not going to go down as one of the great catchers in the game's history, but he's probably the top catcher in Diamondbacks history. Can we
0: get our tacos Mickey style again? Do you remember that commercial?
1: Gonzo's got a, he had a chicken place in left field. I mean, surely (laughs) Miguel Montero can get a taco place. I would assume.
0: Well, Montero's thing was with the, you know, the, the, the D backs do the promotion with if they uh, score five runs or more and you get f- three tacos at Taco Bell. Yeah. I love when that he too. was here, it was like, get your tacos Miggy style. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. What does that even entail? I think it was like a remember? lot of tomatoes or something. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was just like a lot of condi- hey, you, you condiments to, and like toppings. You go to Taco Bell and you say, can I get a Miggy style? And they're like, what does that mean? Here's no a whole tomato. No idea what that means. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people are getting into fantasy baseball mode. I know I am. And starting to look at you know how things are going to be different this year than last. Uh, if I was talking specifically Diamondbacks players for fantasy purposes, here's how I feel about it. And, and you give me a couple of names that you think. If you're looking for a reliable source on the Diamondbacks for fantasy baseball, there's only one name. Zach Gallen. That's yeah. the only player on the team where I feel really comfortable saying, like, that's going to be a great player for your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Possibly a starting pitcher one or two on your team. If he's your two, you're probably set, rotation-wise. If he's your number one, I'd feel pretty good about that. He's probably a top five contender for the NL Cy Young. And there's a lot of good pitchers in the yeah. uh, Breakout names. Give me a breakout name for the Arizona Diamondbacks in terms of fantasy baseball this year. Um, I mean, obviously,
0: so... If you have a chance to get Corbin Carroll, that's probably a good option for you in an outfield spot, especially if you have a keeper league.
1: He's going to be a if top you don't, 80 player. If you don't
0: already have, if you're in a keeper league and don't have Corbin Carroll, then you, somebody else has him. But if, you, if you're if you just starting out a keeper league and you have a chance to get Corbin Carroll, that's uh, that's probably a good idea. A name that just came to mind, I mean, just I've played fantasy baseball for a while the catcher position is so thin. I mean, Gabriel Moreno might be a good option because I think he's going to be the starter. I think I think he's going to be the 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 number one catcher on this team, and he's pretty good offensively from what is. we've seen so far in his limited time in the majors with Toronto. I so think that I'd might be a good guy that, to to maybe go after later in your draft. I'd
1: want him as my second catcher on my team. Because, you know, yeah, if you can get like JT Real Muto or. If you're in a daily fantasy league, you yeah. know your catcher ain't playing 160 games. Right. So you might need two to kind of fill the gaps. Most of the good catchers play like 120, 130 games. Yeah. And so if you're looking for somebody to fill that gap and he's available late, Gabriel Moreno might be a great picker.
0: Also, I mean, Dre
1: Jameson
0: could be a breakout candidate for a starting pitcher because I think he might. I think he's in serious contention for the fifth spot in the rotation. Zach Davies is back now, so he's going to be in the rotation. Yeah, it'll probably be Gallen, Kelly, Baumgartner, Davies, and Jameson. I would think with Tommy Henry just on the outside. Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson. I don't think Brandon Fott's ready to be in the majors just yet. He he's probably he probably needs more time in AAA. Yeah. Um, and Which I think it's fair The other guys are still kind of down the Like Bryce Jarvis and Slade Ciccone Are still down the totem pole there Can
1: I give you a breakout name?
0: Yes Jake
1: McCarthy That's a good one too He hit 283 mm-hmm. last year I think he had over 300 Was it over 300 at-bats or 200 at-bats? I can't remember I think it was 300 And this guy gets on base a lot He's not going to hit you He's not going to hit 20 home runs I don't think But even if you multiply his production Like his at-bats number by one and a half Like If you just kind of like give him half of his at-bats plus in this next season. Yeah. He's going to be a 15 to 20 homer guy. He's probably, he stole like 23 bases last year. Yeah. This guy could feasibly steal 35 bags this season. And he's going to be, I think,
0: I don't know about every day, because you got to get bats for Gurriel as well, and Gurriel is a left fielder, but... But getting rid of Varsho, that opens up a little bit of opportunity for him, I would Um, think. Yeah, yeah, he hit two eighty-three last year. You're right. He stole 23 bases. On-base percentage, three forty two. He gets on-base.
1: He's one of the three best outfielders if, for this if team. If
0: you are in a categories league, um, Jake McCarthy is probably a really good option because he does a little bit of everything. Like, Yeah, he's not going to hit a ton of home runs. You can find your home runs somewhere else. But Jake McCarthy is going to have a good average. He's going to steal bags, which not a lot of guys steal bases like they used to anymore I mean like Trey Turner will always steal bags Starling Marte will steal bags yeah and you don't have to rely on like
1: a a, like a John Birdie yeah you know how like you draft that you try to get that guy late for steals because all he does is steal can do that and he's gonna hit yeah exactly so I like that about him if I had to give you a bust on this team one guy that I'm hesitant to draft is Josh Rojas Simply because... Mm. Not because of the player at all. I like the player. Simply because I don't know what his playing time looks like anymore. Because of Evan Longoria coming in. Yeah. And it's not that I think is going to play every day. And certainly I think that Rojas will play a lot. It's just, I don't know when and where. I don't... The opportunity seems to be going down for him, not up. So I think it
0: all kind of depends on what the Diamondbacks do with their DH spot. Is that... Is the DH spot Evan Longoria's? You know, I think does, he, third a does lot. he only play against lefties? I don't think that's what you signed him for. I think you signed him to play more than that. Um so I, I don't I don't really know how much Josh Rojas's playing time is going to be reduced by. I think it all depends on who the DH is. If the DH is not Evan Longoria, and then you have Evan Lagoria play third, then yeah, Josh Rojas, is, his playing time
1: will go down drastically. The good thing is he's not just a third baseman. Right. He could, he could play, play second, anywhere. you know, especially if Cattell Marte needs DH days. He's played. He's, he's played shortstop,
0: which is not the ideal spot for yeah. Josh Rojas, but he's done it. He's played corner outfield,
1: so he can play pretty much anywhere. It just feels like with the additions they've made. I mean, that outfield is packed. It is. It is packed. Forget about the guys who are capable of playing in the outfield. The guys who actually play outfield all the time, there's a lot of them now. So I don't feel like there's just a lot of opportunity for Rojas. He's on my bust list. I have one player written down as do not draft. (laughs) Madison Bumgarner? Madison Bumgarner. You can't. He will...
0: I can't trust him. You can't draft Madison Bumgarner. He had an ERA of almost
1: seven last year, right? Like 6'8", 6'8", something? Something like that? I can't trust the guy. And he was better... In April and May last year, than the rest of the year, and I still don't want him. Yeah, it's just just a thought. Hey, by the way, I did read. Uh, I think it was Nick Bucoro of the Arizona Republic reported that uh, Nick Ahmed is ready to go for spring or will be ready to go for spring training and won't be limited in any yep. capacity at that point. So that's good news. Uh, obviously, he's in the last year of his deal, ten year uh, or uh, not ten year, ten million huh. for this year, ten years. Sorry, not ten huh? years. Although he's been here for ten years, he's the longest tenured diamondback in history. Can you believe that? Oh boy. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Not Nick. something to write home about, I guess.
0: Yeah, but okay, that's fine. Um at least they'll have a shortstop. Yeah. Somebody um, to hold you over until they still Jordan have they still ready. have Perdomo. Yeah. Uh we'll see what happens with him, honestly. I mean we'll see what happens with Ahmed later in the season because I mean, if Lawler's ready this year in September and Ahmed's not performing, I could see a scenario where they just cut bait with Nick Ahmed it's and possible. just say, hey, thanks, Nick, for all you've done for us. But uh, the the young hotshot prospects ready to come up. Sorry. Yep.
1: No, uh, no hard feelings. I do want to mention the Hall of Fame vote happened uh, in the last couple of weeks. Scott Rowland was the only player voted in. Uh, I think he's super well-deserving. He's certainly one of the best third basemen of our generation when we grew up as kids watching him play. Uh, Great defensively. Obviously, the gold gloves are are there. Very good offensively. I remember him mostly as a cardinal, although you can certainly say he was a Philly as well. Um, But here's the thing. What about all the other guys who are deserving? What about Billy Wagner, it, who's maybe one of the best left-handed relievers in history? What, I always find it... What about it, Gary Sheffield's 500 home runs or whatever he hit? I always find it
0: weird when one person makes it. It's like, are we going to have a whole Hall of Fame induction ceremony for just Scott Rowland? Well, I mean, they'll have other people.
1: They're also putting in Fred McGriff, which, by the way, if you had done it right... Should have already happened. should have already been in. Yeah. We shouldn't have to go and retroactively Put people in and be like you know what the voters Got it wrong because they're stupid <laughs> Like the voting process Is so dumb because I hear this Argument all the time well he's not a first Ballot hall of famer okay Is he a second ballot hall of famer Because his numbers ain't getting any better next Year
0: it's almost he's like Retired it's almost like <laughs> Well he's gotta
1: earn it and, and say' like what he's already earned it Look you're at the numbers a hall of famer or you're not <laughs> Gary Sheffield Hall of Famer? Uh, I guess. Don't forget. I don't know. The steroid thing never came to pass. It's true. They never
0: linked him. Officially. Who else was? Who else just missed it? Todd um, Helton. Todd Helton. That's
1: a... I mean... Best player in his franchise's history? Yeah. Should that
0: matter? I think people... One, I saw one person arguing on Twitter that Todd Helton shouldn't have made it because he played in Coors Field his whole career and that his numbers are inflated because of that.
1: I mean, I guess. I, but, he didn't yeah. get to pick what
0: ballpark he played. It's not you know? his fault that yeah. he loved playing for the Colorado
1: Rockies. Andrew Jones.
0: How many gold gloves did that guy win? Double digits. Like a million? Ten or twelve. Yeah, oh my God. Like,
1: At the hardest position, yeah. he came up as a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. which makes me think, man, let's get his kid up. On a uh, really freaking good team. He comes up in the World Series, hits home runs in the World Series, wins the world series i mean i don't know what more you want from the guy sure right. did he have a precipitous <laughs> fall off at like the yes, age of like 30 he did. he did yeah he fell off big time but he already had double digit gold gloves yeah. at the hardest position in the sport. already a champion he won multiple champ didn't he win multiple championships or just was it just the one i guess it was just the one because the braves Those never really braves did as much as you thought they like, did. always
0: made it and then they w- definitely won one World Series
1: 90 with Maddox, Glavin, and Schmoltz, and Chipper. It was 95 or 7. I can never remember. One of them was the Marlins. I think one it was, was 95. Okay. Something like that. They were both against... Both of those World Series were against uh, Cleveland. That's yeah. why I remember that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I mean, like, Billy Wagner, his regular season numbers, keep this in mind, regular season numbers are almost identical to Mariano Rivera, the greatest relief pitcher of all time. I get it. He won a bunch of World Series with the Yankees. He was an but, unbelievable postseason but pitcher. But Billy Wagner might be the best left-handed reliever ever. ever.
0: Maybe ever.
1: Yeah. And he's not, he's not <laughs> even close to the Hall of Fame? Sheffield's not even close? Andrew Jones isn't I don't,
0: close? I think their system on voting is flawed, too. Like, you have to get blah, blah, blah percent. 75%. It's like, what? Okay, you want to know how flawed their system is? Ken Griffey Jr. was not a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer because one dipstick didn't freaking vote for him, didn't put him on, on their ballot. Who is that one? That one And the one guy just wants the attention. Well, I'm the one that didn't put Ken Griffey Jr. on my ballot. I'm like, you're an idiot. Now everyone thinks
1: you're a fraud. How about that? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the guys who get in like Scott Rowland. He's why, super are the, why do the
0: baseball writers vote on this? Because we don't want to trust the players. Shouldn't it be? I don't know. But the players have that other secondary vote. Remember? No, yeah. you remember that. Has that been already decided? That you know that, why they that, don't? Has that like player secondary vote where where like Barry Bonds was going on and Curt Schilling and all that? was that already been decided I too? I don't even know to be honest. Because I feel like the players would probably vote for Barry Bonds.
1: You know why? The, why nobody trusts the players to vote on things? It's because I just saw the uh, NBA players voted on their All-Star game, and Jay Crowder got votes. <laughs> Jay Crowder hasn't played a single game this season. He's sitting out. He's not even injured. Anyway, I And even I if he was
0: playing, he's not an All-Star.
1: I, I, I love rolling in the Hall of Fame. I, McGriff obviously should have been in the Hall of Fame before this. What about the other guys? What about the other guys who deserve it? It just seems really weird to Who me. else was close? Uh, those were the big ones, I think. I can't remember anybody else off the top of my head. It wasn't is, it wasn't a great list. There is, were no like, oh my god, that guy has to be in.
0: Is a Rod still on the ballot?
1: Yeah, he's still on there. He's not going to
0: get in. No,
1: steroids. <laughs> I'm tr- that's just the, know, reason. That's the reason. That's I know. Sammy Sosa's on the list. Uh Barry
0: Bonds is no
1: longer on the list. Manny Ramirez is on the list. He got nowhere near pop steroids yeah. too. He even covered it up. With
0: the, that was when he was with the Dodgers, right? I remember they were like,
1: why would he take estrogen?
0: Oh, maybe he's oh, covering maybe up the he, other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can um, we can we talk, maybe this is where you're going. Okay, go ahead. Can we talk about because you and I are both avid players of MLB the show.
1: Yeah. I'm excited about the game.
0: I am too. Can we just talk about how Jazz Chisholm didn't deserve to be on the cover of the of the game?
1: So they announced they always put out <laughs> these little like teasers, which I This didn't really one find fun.
0: was ridiculous though. Why? So they put out all these things and they're adding like Donovan Mitchell, the NBA player who now yeah. plays for Cleveland. Yeah. And we're like, what? And so people so apparently Donovan Mitchell's a Mets fan.
1: Yeah, his so, dad has worked in the so phone people, for a long time. Okay,
0: I didn't know that. So that's yeah. cool. People were like, Oh, it's gonna be like Lindor on the cover because Donovan Mitchell is oh, like a, sense. a yeah. Mets fan and all this stuff. Maybe the people at MLB The Show don't really follow the NBA, so they have Donovan Mitchell on there, and the cover athlete is Jazz Chisholm. Donovan Mitchell used to Donovan play, to used play, to for, to play the for the Jazz. Yeah, that's it's an interesting like link. uh,
1: what? Okay. Well, also too though, Donovan Mitchell plays MLB The Show.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a big like he's player, one right?
1: of the biggest names that plays the game, and I know he plays another sport, but obviously, yeah. like MLB The Show would love to dip into other sports sure. athletes. And get them on board, so that made sense to me. I, I don't mean, even know. If they, I don't even know if they connected the dots of he used to play for the Jazz and the athlete is. That's jazz, what Chisholm. I said.
0: I'm like, I assume jazz, they did, but jazz. I don't know. And then it was all funky, like those teasers.
1: Yeah, but like Jazz Chisholm, is he hasn't cover? played a full season yet. And while he was very good in the first half last year, if you go and click on uh, his splits, dear lord, he cannot <laughs> touch a lefty. He is. Jake Lamb when lefties come on the mound.
0: Now, the people that argue that it's fine. I mean, honestly, it's just a cover of a stupid game. Like, who cares? He's an exciting player. I'm probably freaking out too much about it because I've I have purchased MLB the show every single year since 2006. Holy cow. I have bought the game every year and I play it every year.
1: I don't care. It's, I love MLB The Show. You are the epitome of the, you gotta go touch grass. Yes. You know how they say that about video game guys? Yes. You gotta go touch grass. Like, I gotta go outside? Yeah. Yeah. Live a, Shut live up. a real life.
0: Shut up. <laughs> uh, so, I, 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 I'm making way too big of a deal out of this, but... And the people who argue in favor of Jazz Chisholming on the cover, it's like, well, he's exciting and he's marketable. I'm like,
1: he is exciting. Is
0: he marketable? I don't know. He about plays that. for one of the teams that have the lowest attendance in sports. He's not the best player on his own he's team. He's not the best player. Sandy Alcantara just won the Cy Young Award. If you're wanting, so it's obviously not about the Marlins. They never put pitchers on the cover, though. The only pitcher that's been on the cover, Shohei Otani, because he's both a hitter and a pitcher. Right. They've never had a picture on the cover.
1: Well, they've had foreign covers because, you know, like in the other pitcher, countries, they put Aaron players. Sanchez
0: was on the Canadian version of the show because he's on the Toronto Blue Jays
1: and Wei Yin Chen. Wei Yin Chen. I think he was on like five years in a row in Taiwan. He or was. Something. He's been on every single <laughs> Taiwan. Eventually, Taiwanese don't version. you think it's like kind of anticlimactic in Taiwan? They're like, I wonder "Who's, who's going to be, be, the, be cover? On the cover? Oh, it's and Chen again! Yeah, <laughs> woo, our uh, guy."
0: Ch- Chan Ho Park, I think, was on the Japanese version, or uh, and all the kids in the Bahamas. Or the Korean, are like, jazz! Korean version, yeah. We got you right. I mean, it's it's fine. I'm not even going to buy that version of the game anyway. I'm buying the collector's version and Derek Jeter's on the cover. Derek
1: Jeter's coming to the show, baby. So if you're not familiar with how it works with players who are no longer in the MLB, because player rights run through the players union, which all players currently in the league go through. So every player that plays currently can be in the game. They don't have to, like, buy their rights or anything. They do that through the players' union. The only... But if you're a legend cur- in the game, yes. you have to go through, like, their family, their estate, or if they're alive, you ask them in person. I assume that there's monetary benefits to that yeah. for a player. Yeah, yeah. And Derek Jeter has not been in the game, I'm guessing, since he retired. Since he retired. No,
0: he hasn't been. Like, last year, the big reveal for last year's MLB The Show was Randy Johnson. Oh, that was huge. Randy Johnson was, like, the big, like, oh, we're adding this legend to the the game. He wasn't on the cover, though. He wasn't. Because no. it, it, it was all about it was all about Otani, yep. And it needed he was on every single cover, and it's fine, no big deal. And maybe
1: things changed this year too. Sorry, because to the, the
0: year before that, it was on the collector's version. It was Jackie
1: Robinson, right? On the was that the Tatis, Tatis game? It was yeah, the Tatis Tatis, Tatis one. cover. I was thinking maybe this year they went back to you know a current player and a legend. In the past, I mean, like the cover athlete is usually like the best player from the year before. Yeah, Aaron Judge was on the cover which Aaron Judge probably deserves to be on the cover again this year because of the season he just had, but he was just on the cover like two years right. ago. Yeah. By the way, keep in mind there are better names than Jazz Chisholm they could have gone with. Julio Rodriguez I think, was a stud I last year. I think Julio year.
0: Rodriguez so think about Mike that. Mike Trout's never been, on never been on the cover? He's never been on the cover. He's the most talented player in baseball probably certainly in um, the last like 10 years. If he years. stays healthy yeah, yeah, he can win an MVP every year um, Freddie Freeman's never been on the cover? Julio Rodriguez, that would have been a perfect choice for the cover because he just won AL Rookie of the Year. He had a ridiculous season for the Mariners. The Mariners are an up and coming team. They just made the playoffs for the first time in like 20 years. So, I mean,
1: that would have been a perfect choice. The other thing about Jazz. Other than the fact that I still kind of feel like he's a prospect in some ways. I, I, I know he's an exciting player. He's also being moved to center field because That's they the just thing. traded for somebody else. That's a, so they put out a, a Jazz Chisholm like, promotional card in the previous it's, it's game. It's a center fielder card. It's a center field card because they're moving him to center field, which could go great. I mean, he's certainly got the talent level Well, to play and he
0: volunteered, apparently, for that. He said, hey, if you can't go get a top center fielder in free agency,
1: I'll go out there and play. Well, also, I don't know if you've looked around the league lately, but second base is not exactly a hot spot for supreme athletes. That's yeah. kind of where, in the MLB, it's kind of like in softball when you stick your worst player at catcher. Like, when you're in the MLB, you stick your least athletic guy at second base. Well, they traded for Louisa Rice. Who won the AL batting championship
0: last year, but he's not very good on defense. He's so bad on defense that the twins
1: moved him from second base. To first. If you're not good enough <laughs> at defense for second base, come on. Wasn't he they d- moved him to d- first base. And wasn't he DHing a little bit too? Yeah. Like... So if the twins are not only willing to get rid of him, but they're not willing to put him at second base and then the Marlins are like oh, we'll put him at second base. <laughs> And you know what? Tell you what. We'll put Gene Segura at third while we're at it. Oh, and we'll move uh, Jazz Chisholm to a brand new position. Yeah, so
0: basically what the Marlins are doing is they sign Gene Segura, who plays second base slash short, put him at third, when they can just put him at second base. They have a rise who they want to play at second base, but he can play first base. They don't have Jesus Aguilar anymore. He's gone. No, I think he's in Oakland. Yeah, he left. So they could put a rise at first base. And then Jazz Chisholm could play somewhere else, but they want to put him in center field. Who knows what they do. That team is going to be
1: weird. For the most part. That team going to be weird. It could go really well. It could go horrible. Yeah. And if I had to put money on it, it's the Marlins. It's going to go horrible.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, you know, someone like they're, they want to do all this fancy stuff and move everybody around. Someone's going to get hurt and
1: they're going to have to move Jazz back if to I second could, base or something like that. So, Derek Jeter announced he was on the, the, the Tonight's show Collector's Edition yeah. with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah I was like, show. what is happening? <laughs> I'm sure that they hang. You know what I Jimmy mean? Jimmy Fallon and Derek Jeter? Yeah. Yeah. I think they hang. Probably. probably. Even though Jimmy Fallon grew up a Red Sox fan, he like he hangs around New York. You well know he, what I mean? that's where the tonight show is filmed.
0: Yeah, it's in New York. Yeah, yeah. so he definitely lives in New York.
1: Yeah. And he's They're notoriously best friends, he's notoriously a party animal.
0: Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Derek Jeter is one the most famous man in New York,
1: probably I'm guessing he doesn't do the hardcore partying anymore. He always kind of kept it pretty under wraps. I mean, he was always very, very professional. That's why he was the captain for so long. Like, the only
0: thing that you knew about Derek Jeter when he was playing was that he just dated supermodels left and right. Can
1: I make a somewhat bold take about him being in the game? Oh, boy. I don't think Derek Jeter's the best player in the video game. You know what I mean? Like, he's not the best mold for a video game player. Like, if I want a shortstop in my video game team, I don't think it's Derek Jeter. There's so many other guys in the game right now who are like way more athletic than he was. Well, you know they're gonna make his card good. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I have no doubt they're that he'll gonna be have good in the game. They're gonna have
0: like five versions of that of, his, he'll of have his of himself. His his final
1: card at the end of the year will be maxed out contact, yeah. maxed out vision and discipline defense. and all that stuff. Great defense. The arm will be incredible. He'll be 80 speed which we all know was never Derek Jeter Uh, and he'll have like 90 something power maybe 100 power by the end of the year but Derek Jeter is not like the best video game you know what I'm saying like there's other shortstops who are more entertaining than that the value of Derek Jeter being in the game is just the fact that he's been gone for so long and we haven't (laughs) been able to play with arguably one of the most famous shortstops of our era right that's the draw. Not the fact that hey, we need Derek Jeter on our fans, on our team. No, it's the, a guy the they game. don't have yeah. access to. that they have access. To. I think it's huge. Don't get me
0: wrong. I'm not trying to. It's gonna be it. fun. Yeah. Shut up over there. Okay. Well, just,
1: just, just, stop. Just. I told just, you it was a bold. Stop take.
0: raining on the parade of him. I'm the not show. like our
1: former coworker who said that Derek Jeter wasn't a Hall of Famer. Remember that?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't have been in the Hall. Of I wasn't Fame. gonna bring that up, but that was a bold. Thing. Yeah, that was bad. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. We're not gonna throw him under the bus. Even though I just kind of did um, Alright cool Well thanks so much For checking out the podcast This week <laughs> We're gonna end it on that note On my uh, bold Derek Jeter take Dude
0: MLB, MLB The Show I love that game But this year It's not releasing Until March 28th It's a little late
1: When did it release last year?
0: I don't know but I think it was this, around then But this year It's two days before the season starts There
1: have been years Where it released well, After opening here's day
0: here's the thing Yes There have been There was one year It released in May That was awful Oh yeah! Is the good. first year is on PS3, Ugh. the Miguel Cabrera cover. I, never I think had, I never had a PS3. Wow!
1: I had the Miguel Cabrera game though. I must have had it on PS4 or something. I don't know.
0: Maybe I didn't have a. What it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> Wait. So which you're you're getting the Derek Jeter edition?
0: Yeah, it's like a hundred. I want the whatever. extra stuff for Diamond yeah. Dynasty. <laughs> I just don't want Jazz
1: Chisholm on my game.
0: <laughs> well, okay, <laughs>
1: you're still going to a see, bad reason. To no, buy it?
0: you're still going to see Jazz Chisholm because even with so two years ago with the Fernando Tatis normal cover and Jackie Robinson uh, yeah. collector's cover, you still see the Tatis. game was still Tatis themed. Yeah, the cover was just Jackie Robinson. I get the digital version the,
1: though. So am I ever even going to see Derek Jeter? You're
0: you and not. I are talking about a cover and you're not even going to get the physical game. No, I get the digital one.
1: <laughs> I don't have a I I have a, a digital, oh, you have a digital PS5. PS5.
0: Oh, then well, then you have no choice. Yeah. I have a disc PS5. Yeah. So I don't even have the disc. We are nerds. Yeah. This I is a good
1: I uh, have the this old is a, This is a good episode. I have five or six old copies of MLB the show. Can I still take them to GameStop? No, the they trim? will reject you. Really? It's if they Yeah. You can't even sell them anymore? No, you they used won't. to be able to get like five bucks for each one. Or if whatever. you
0: have like, so with sports games, from my experience trying to trade in games, yeah. it's like if it's if it's like over three years old, they won't take it. They won't even take it. no, because who's going to buy it? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. That's why
1: I'm trying to get rid of it.
0: But yeah, but they're not going to give you money for it if they can't also make money off of
1: it. That explains why I put it on eBay like five years ago and nobody picked up on it. <laughs> GameStop, keep doing what you're doing. We still need you. Uh, We're going to wrap up the podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out this week. Uh, For my good friend Cody Fincher, I'm Steve Zinsmeister. You've been listening to the Ain't No Thing podcast here at Arizonasports.com on the Arizona Sports app.